there. Thank you for joining me for an episode of Intuition, Your First Sons. We may not talk about the practice of energy and oracle card reading and crystals and essential oils and things like that every week. I promise you though, it all connects to using your intuition, which is your first sense, which is what you came in with when you had no teeth and you were all naked and you trusted that this universe was going to support you. Your soul level knowledge was fully on board saying, this is going to be a hoot. I'm so willing to give this a go again and again <laughs> and again. That information along with the coaching along with just some I hope supportive life strategies systems advice humor help you to connect to yourself so much that in your intuitive sense your psychic sense your soul knowing is just going to jump right on board as well so there's no way well that's such a blanket statement to develop your own intuitive knowing without doing the psychological and the emotional work is only going to lead you to a crash later on. So it's like saying you're going to go out and run a marathon when you've done a 5k. Um, Could you do a marathon? Probably. I think the majority of us could if we had to. But you will likely be injured the next day or (laughs) not able to walk down the steps or sit on the potty um, or have blisters and stuff. So the capability is there, but is it in your best interest to jump from a 3.1 to a 26.2? Not advisable and your muscles thank you for working up to it. So I find that that's similar with the intuitive process and why I really encourage a kind of a long game approach and this comes from being in it from realizing and from seeing people who were doing like the drive-through weekend courses or the I'm just gonna learn everything I possibly can and blow my chakras out uh, path and then end up having mental health crises or having their relationships blow up or what is worse I think thinking they know everything because no one knows everything so the process by which I've developed over the last two years two years oh boy there's some part of my brain that has a hard time saying 22 years (laughs) I love the fact that I've been doing this 22 years and yet it does feel like two years sometimes it blows my mind that I when I think back to how I started doing this while I was working full-time raising kids and volunteering and in a marriage and all that stuff thinking wow I really thought I was losing my mind then and then it brought me so much peace to start asking well how am I wired and why do I feel this way and how come nobody can answer me with a straight answer I don't want to hear love and light and blessings unto you I mean I like hearing those things but that can't be the answer I want to know the why I want to know the wiring that happens between our brain and our soul and the combination and the collaboration that it said it wanted to do and I want to know that you experience something different than I experience something because my way is not the only way and we're all wired so differently that 
We get to go out and get all these experiences and bring our soul's knowledge back in and, you know, take some classes, do some expanding, but also recognize that each one of us is developing literally our own intuitive sense on our own. We just go get this information, bring it home to ourselves, hopefully, and then try it out because all of it has to run by our own unique wiring, our own personal greatness in order for us to understand how to drive the dang car because we are all wired differently and knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. Aristotle, thank you so much for that. Could not have said it better myself. So it is the beginning when you know yourself, begin to know yourself, but also know that I'm going to take the liberty of expanding on Aristotle's statement in that once you think you know yourself, there's another level of expansion that's likely to happen. So you can know of you, you can have a good sense of who you are. And I have found in myself and in my clients that as soon as they say, I have a really good sense of who I am, of who I am at my core, people like to say. Um, although if that involves sit-ups, I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. It's not happening. I, not happening. I'll do crunches. Not doing sit-ups. So knowing yourself and recognizing that there's always going to be expansion, there's a beautiful little place in the middle of that where each time you learn a little bit more about yourself and appreciate who you are, you have that to work with. And there's a statement in a lot of the self-help world, and I think in psychology as well, although not as loudly promoted as it is in self-help or meditation or yoga studios, is the idea of finding yourself. And I'm a bit of a word snob, phrasing especially, because I feel energy of words. So when someone is saying something or I ask him a question, a lot of the times what I'm doing is I'm dropping down into my heart space, which is where I feel it, and I'm running it through a bit of a BS detector. And I don't mean that somebody is doing that consciously. It just shows up in my body as, nope, that's not true. They're talking about this, but it feels related to this. Um, Earlier today, someone was sharing that and, and, and saying it just very matter-of-factly, she was telling her story of what was going on in her life. And I felt the deep pain that was below that. And I heard her catch her throat, you know, when you are going to tear up, but you catch yourself because you either don't want to expose that or you want to move on past it because you don't want to feel it. I felt that and I let it go. And then about 10 minutes later, we circled back to it because sometimes... It's beneficial to catch it in the moment and other times it's just kind to let it go, build a little bit on it and then circle back to it when all systems are firing. And I said to her, you know, you were saying these words very kind of like telling the news, but the pain that I felt inside of me, I just want to check in and see if it was accurate. And is it related to this experience that happened when you were 22? Because I also heard that. And when we put it all together, benefit of intuitive coaching, when we put it all together, she realized that there was more pain happening in the moment and it was being fed by something previous 
to her experience of the moment and we could completely address both of them with the same honoring of emotion and all of that. So that's just an example of what can happen when somebody says something and I feel the truth underneath it. Um, one of my friends said one time to me on a walk, it's like you feel the lie we're telling ourselves that we don't even know we're telling ourselves. And it made me cry because not only was that so accurate, but because when people are, when any of you are lying to yourselves and I'm seeing this greatness, this potential, this area of relief that's possible I just want to get there. Like, I want that relief to be for you. Yes, it helps me because it relieves something within myself. But it also, my intention would be to really have you feel unburdened. And so when people come to me and they say, I've been on this quest to find myself. I, I, I want to find out who I am. Um... I try to giggle a little bit. Well, I don't try. It just comes out sometimes, depending on the situation. I'm not <laughs> irreverent if somebody is genuinely in the quest of that word, like they're that phrasing, they're really kind of married to it. I'm not going to poke fun. But if somebody says, I, I came to you because I need to find myself, I will joke, well, then we've already accomplished that because look, there you are. I can see you. I can hear you. I can feel your energy. So I don't know how much help I'm going to be because we've already done it. There you are. And because I attract some of the most amazing people to me, usually there's a chuckle, there's a laugh there, or there's an acknowledgement that, okay, that phrasing is something that is a bit like Kleenex, right? We call all tissues Kleenex simply because we got branded in our head. So what I want to talk about today is the idea of finding yourself or finding oneself. I personally feel that the search for self is futile. I feel like it's a distraction. I feel like that phrasing is a distraction. I feel like it creates this message that myself is somewhere other than in-house and I don't know where I put it and I better, you know, go get the search dogs to find it. I think it's a distraction that happens when we are both desiring truthfulness with ourselves um, and full-on truth. Not like BS truth, but full-on truth with ourselves, with the humor, with the uh, clarity, you know, all of that included in there, um, the questions of asking, you know, who am I really? Well, you may not know because again, when you receive, when you arrive in that place of feeling like you know yourself, the soul will go, oh, cool. They're ready for a little bit more expansion. And it, there may be a year or so in between. I'm not saying it happens immediately. The idea that we have these lives that we get to experience, not we have to experience, but we get to experience. And then to spend time thinking we have to go searching for ourselves when you are exactly where you left you last. So this is a good place for pause, a good place for connecting to yourself to say, okay, I really get this, that I am right here. 
maybe what I'm looking for is the unfolding of who I am, the allowing of who I am, uh, the ability to see my own individual greatness and to shed layers that are no longer serving me um, while at the same time building who I feel I would like to be, who I already have on board, part of the soul that, part of the soul, well, it is called that, Uh, introducing you to your soul, the course that I have out does this. It helps to connect people to exactly what I'm talking about, that innate greatness, the characteristics of yourself that, you know, maybe nobody's ever asked you what is amazing about yourself or what do you not care for but would like to change. So the idea of having to then grapple with the prospect of finding oneself, uh, I feel like it just adds pressure. And maybe I'm splitting hairs here, but again, the energy of words, so important. And I feel like if if we're connecting to the idea of expanding ourselves, developing our intuition, and knowing who we are when our soul and human self integrates, it can be done through curiosity and compassion. Um, like you're meeting a, a brand new friend, someone you've just been introduced to, rather than you know beating yourself up for the fact that you somehow lost you somewhere along the way. And may in fact feel like you've lost aspects of yourself. I promise you, they are still in-house. They may be turned down. They may not be as prevalent as they once were. But I promise you, they are in there somewhere. And one of the ways to invite them out to ask of you know previous aspects of self to make yourself known is to look at the past, is to uncover why you may act the way you do or why you've been telling yourself a story all along that you can't achieve something. Well, maybe that's not your voice and that's what needs to be revealed is the stuff that is not your voice. You don't need to find you. You know where you are. What you could do is locate those messages in the voice and the teachings that are not yours, but that maybe you borrowed from someone not knowing that you were absorbing it. So if you're a little bit brave and willing to explore the past, it can be an incredible mm, elevator to understanding yourself and raising your vibration and then putting into action who you want to be. Because the ability to know that where I am is not exactly resonating with me means that you are intuitively picking up on where your soul has already traveled and has already probably brought back evidence to say, you know, you're really cool if we put this, this, and this together. Let's do that. Um, It's not simply the stuff that's happened to us that that creates these messages or what we've learned it may be that there's some stuff in there that is unresolved or that you just don't understand and you might need to ask some questions and to 
revisit situations. Like when I was talking about the, the person I was talking to this morning, I could see it because one, intuitive. Two, not my life. So much easier to see. But then it's everything in our life has, you know, the connecting dots. And sometimes what we're responding or reacting to now has a previous dot that is asking to be released. And when we look at that and are willing to have a conversation with ourselves about it, we can be more mindful. We can make conscious decisions in the present to say, oh, that's right, that was happening to me then. It's not happening to me now and I'm having a similar response to it, which means, okay, all my systems work well. Help! I'm going to help myself to unhook the reaction I may be having to it. Because like I've said before, the with the exception of significant trauma, the word trigger has been overused. And if you're triggered by someone else's behavior because they're being a doofus or something, nope, that's on you. That is on you. Figure out how to not respond to that. So looking at all of the attitudes we have and how we are as adults who are mostly who listen to this, uh, if it's, you are my teenagers that are listening to this, pay attention as well because we could save you 20 years of looking back at stuff. You can decide I'm willing to look at and feel my emotions as they are now while being responsible for my reactions and how I respond to other people. All of this is, you know, really the connectiveness that you mean, I think people mean, when they say they want to find themselves. They want to find what is deep inside themselves, that knowing that already exists, and they want it to be out in the open. And to be less destructive towards self and more helpful, more productive, more individualized, more... uh, calm, more accepting of who we are. So um, there's no doubt that our past can define who we are, but I think a lot of the times people want to defend who they are lately. There seems to be, along with more education, which I love about our emotions and our neurodivergent and our neurotypical brains and all of the information that's showing up and that we can learn from, I also see a significant amount of people wanting to grab onto self-diagnoses a lot of the time, but pain and trauma and keep carrying it with them like some kind of metal that they can wear around their neck. And I'm here to say there is enough in life. We do not need to be looking for things. But sometimes we'll get attention for it. And then that reinforces because maybe at the moment of trauma when it actually did happen, no one paid attention to it or paid attention to you. So you repeat the pattern and you hold on to the pain because at some point you want it to be acknowledged. And you can continue to be in that light or you can be the one acknowledging it to yourself. You can acknowledge that that wasn't cool, that was not fair, um, but I don't need to keep carrying this story along with me for so, for so much. Um, from my own history, 
my dad used to clean my clock quite often. He beat my, usually hit me in the head, which is, I've also joked is why I can do some of the stuff I can do. But I learned in my teen years to walk in front of my mother three times. And by the time I walked in, in front of her three times, she would say, that's enough. And then it would end. So somewhere in my problem solving, I realized that I just need to get this woman involved because she's sitting in the other room ignoring the fact that this is going on and it's not okay. And yes, <laughs> I was that, hmm, I don't know, problem solving. I had problem solving skills from day one. So, but it wasn't until I was in my late 40s, went to therapy thinking I had to process my husband's passing when in fact it was the family system stuff that really needed some work in order to understand my marriage, in order to understand who I wanted to be in the world. But it was unraveling the fact that it wasn't even my father's anger or the beatings that were all so difficult. It was my mother's apathy that was so painful. And once I realized that, she has long passed. Um, there's not really much I could do about that. In that regard, I realized I needed to allow myself to feel that that was just pure shit. That was not okay. And once I did that, and I'm not saying it happened overnight, it did take a couple, well, probably about four or five months of visiting it at different times to try to understand it. Because as a mother myself, if my husband had ever raised his hand, oh, he would have been buried in the backyard. Um, so there's a um, tendency within us to kind of make that an identity and to make what happened to us an identity. And I'm seeing it more and more now. And I'm grateful that there's a level of conversation that's happening, but I'm also concerned that people are not maybe with professionals that are helping them work through the pain and they're gathering more and more what's wrong with me. And that may just be from a family dynamic kind of thing where you never say, how are you? Because you get the list. But I think it's important for us to distinguish that once you're in an adult self, Yes, you do still have the story of your childhood, no doubt. And it can interfere with where you are now and even sometimes act as a limiting space because as you try to grow, there might be that part of you that feels like it needs to turn down who you are or not be great or not be smart or charismatic or mechanically inclined or whatever the skills are that are there. But we have to be willing to break the pattern of that behavior of wanting to limit us and to limit yourself. So when I hear I'm, I'm trying to find myself, often I'll add the words, they're looking for their greatness that they feel with inside and they don't know how to necessarily get there. And then I become the one that guides, right? Walk next to you, maybe walk ahead of you just a smidge um, so that there's some inspiration. But connecting the dots to, okay, you've had these experiences, you no longer have to stay in that. You can be where you are today and allow the wording to be whatever you want the wording to be. People have said some amazing things to me, um, showing up as, as myself, um, allowing who I am to be here, 
embracing my humanness. Oh, there's been so many great statements over the years that also bring tears to my eye. I'm a quick tearer. I'm okay with them. Have you ever wondered where your soul is? How you can be in touch with it? How you can use it and communicate with it with your human senses as well as your intuition? I wondered this for a long time and as I practiced and learned how to do it, I have now created a course that you can take that is self-guided along with some live events with me that can help you to connect to your soul as well and to use this amazing collaboration between your human self and your soul to empower your life, to create what you'd like to have and most importantly to be able to feel that you belong, that you are amazing, and then what would you like to do with that in the world? So head on over to the website, vickybaird.com, check it out and sign up and let me know if you need any help. So whenever we try to cover up or hide the past experience, we end up feeling lost. And that's why we feel like we want to go find ourselves because we're covering up what's maybe bubbling right underneath the surface. So we may engage in behaviors that we're, we're not even sure why when inside the aspect of ourselves that really wants to grow is trying to shed all of those old behaviors and then move us out once you shed and once you connect to I want to be who I am today and then build on that. You can kind of give yourself your own birthday, if you will. This is sending yourself into the world so that you could stop working on autopilot. It's a great thing to want to know who you are and understand yourself and then how you connect to others. It's fantastic. So honestly, call it finding yourself, looking for you, um, tapping in, spiritual expansion. I don't care what you call it. The processes are often going to involve these things that I'm talking about. So if you can be prepared for that, you can actually enjoy the process too. When we're willing to face the memories that might come up, get insights into your behavior, um, we can then start to separate from the harmful experiences or even influences that our past may have and be embracing and celebrating our own individual greatness, which differentiates us from others. It differentiates us from our past, if it wasn't all stellar. And it allows us to, you know, fulfill those unique desires. Um, it allows you to even separate from societal influences that aren't serving of you to lead a life that feels free once you're separating yourself from the imprinting. I just saw a little uh, mama bird with a baby bird, the imprinting that they do. You can allow yourself to be vulnerable. You can allow yourself to open up and experience even more in life. Um, there's ways that you can go about differentiating yourself from others. I love the process of what are your characteristics? 
What are the things that you like about yourself? What are the things that you may not like about yourselves? If it's something you don't like about yourself, be kind. Don't beat yourself up. But how could you change those things? And then remember, micro-movements, they matter. So don't feel like you have to take humongous steps, but be willing to, you know, break from those um, negative self-talk or the inner critic uh, that may be speaking of others as well and not just yourself. So by recognizing your own individual greatness, you can also separate out from, well, like I said earlier, my parents, I didn't understand how a mother could just stand by and watch that. And trust me, I've done the work around this. I don't hold a resentment towards mom anymore. I will never understand. No, that's not true. I understand I will never be able to condone avoiding what your child needs when you agreed to bring this child into the world in some way, uh, adoption, foster, natural, whatever the process is. So you can separate, when you learn to separate yourself and um, see that just because you may share DNA with someone does not mean that you have to repeat patterns or that you have to carry you know, their issues as a burden any longer. We're supposed to learn and grow, right? I told my daughter, I want you to surpass me in so many ways because I really believe, and trust me, she already does, but <laughs> um, because I really believe that if we are assisting those in our lives that are younger, we want to see them lead and to learn from what we've learned not our own individual experiences because they deserve their own, but to see their greatness too. And I feel like unhooking from the past allows us to help with the now and the future. So once you develop your own values, your own ideas of world, like have a unique opinion for goodness sakes. Don't just listen to what other people are saying and like glom onto that. Be able to discern, be willing to say, you know, that just doesn't resonate with me. Um, I hear what you're saying and I might appreciate, I can appreciate some of it. Maybe you just need more information or you uh, don't completely understand the context. Be willing to say that. Be willing to say that I need to do a little bit more learning about this and rather than you know, automatically accepting either the beliefs of those you grew up with or the ones that are here now. There are some beautiful examples of this on TikTok. Uh, I have a lot of um, trans on my on my page, my For You page, and I've seen some of the comments that where people are coming back and saying, thank you for helping me learn. Not that it's their obligation, but these people chose to learn by what they were seeing on this platform rather than stay in the old beliefs of what their parents or what their society or what their fear was telling them. So be willing to create your own beliefs, your own ideals, rather than you know just automatically accepting those that are around you. Um, just because somebody says it with a sense of authority doesn't mean they're right. Trust me on that one. And when you do that, you can then 
define what has meaning to you, what feels good, what matters. Hopefully you're in there that you matter um, because the circumstances in life can be horrific. They can be terrible. They can be uh, imaginable at times. I have found that they stay that way or they, they remain difficult when I, an understanding of them or a, an acceptance of that that was really rough. You don't have to be okay with the fact that somebody passed. You don't have to be okay with the fact that people are being bullied or anything like that. But you, if you can have an understanding of how it got there and then, you know, jump in there, be part of the change that can happen. Once there's that connection and once you have meaning within yourself, you won't ever need to go, quote unquote, find yourself again. You might have to recalibrate and you may want to. Oh, because that's so much fun. I love when somebody says to me, well, you said this. And I'm like, ooh, did I? Okay, let me see how I feel about it today. Because I may have changed my mind. I might have gotten information that I didn't have before that I am so excited about. I'm learning so much about the lack of genders because I just didn't study any of that science. I didn't know it. And I'm like full-fledged in there learning about this stuff on my downtime because I didn't have that understanding before. I could feel everybody's soul and you know somebody's identification matters not to me except are you happy? Are you loving of yourself? Cool then we're good to go. Even a year ago, six months ago even, if you had said to me about genders, I would have said, yes, there's two. And now mind blown that there aren't. And I'm just so fascinated by that stuff. Can you tell? Get a little excited because I love science. I love soul. I love that the soul absolutely knows more. And I feel like the science is starting to back up the soul. And yet the soul wants the human self to learn from. So we have to go through these experiences to expand. Oh, it's just so much fun. And yes, sometimes I get very overwhelmed by it too. But that does not mean that I don't say, okay, what is the meaning in this? And I don't have to, you know, dissect everything because that would be exhausting. But what does it mean to me? If something means something different to me than it means to my partner, that's fine. Like, I don't have to change who he is. I can't change who he is. That's none of my damn business. But I can can speak intelligently to what I believe because I know what I believe. And if I don't know what I believe on the subject, I'll say, give me a moment. I need to ponder this. I need to feel this out. And I might have to do some reading uh, or some checking with authorities or people who are knowledgeable in the subject before I get back to you. Who years ago, I would have just shot my mouth off. And the benefit of doing these practices and learning who I am, along with some maturity, age maturity, and then some pretty tough life experiences, <laughs> will really help you to zip thy lips and say um, kindly, let me get back to you on that. So if you can separate your own point of view from everybody else's uh, perceptions, even their expectation of you, you'll be standing much more in that place of surety of self and you'll be able to determine what are your values and what matters to you. 
it's it's just really important because we can get so busy with everything in life we don't even take the time to think about what we want um, and then there's a focus on the negative and then where energy is involved if you're only focusing on the negative uh, um, well you're going to get more of that so where you're pointing your attention is where the energy will go and if you're if your brain is coming up with what you don't want, ask it what it does want. Get it to shift. You can change your neural pathways. You do not have to settle for a negative mindset. And knowing what you want is imperative to knowing self. We have to know what our desires are to realize what's important. Um, and it can sound very simplistic but I think a lot of people limit saying what they want or what they desire because they're afraid that they'll hear back from other people that who do you think you are um, you can't have it all uh, you can't be relaxed and have success yes you can um, but there's a mindset or there's some teaching out there and they there's some of those which go back to the last thing I said removing yourself from other people's expectations um it was it Wayne Dyer said uh, the opinions of others has no bearing on whom I believe myself to be so yeah do that because when you're honest with yourself and if you really want to know who you are and then expand on that, you have to know what you want. You have to know that you're important, that you matter, you have value, and how you want to be in the world. So if you feel like nobody hears or sees you, do you hear and see you? Do you listen to yourself? Can you admit that you would like to be listened to, that you would like to be loved, that you would like to be seen? I think everybody wants that. That's why I chose that example. Um, well, most everybody. There's likely to be portions of the population that don't want to be. But um, looking at it this way can help you feel more in touch with yourself. Uh, it can bring it down to basics, but you know what? we make things too complicated anyway so if you're willing to say what you want you do not have to announce it to everybody you can keep it to yourself if you'd like for a little bit and then share with those that you really trust um, and it can help you to back up meaning in life by knowing what you want because if you can identify what you want and you can line your values up with that it's going to feel delicious, absolutely delicious. And then it's going to release a bit of that personal power or empowerment um, because you've now challenged yourself to say, I'm in charge of how I feel, what I want. Here I am. I found myself. She was, or he or they were here all, the whole time. And I just had an invisibility cloak around it or something so recognizing that we don't have to engage in either our negative thinking or unsupportive let's say unsupportive because we get too caught up on negative positive let's leave that for the batteries the unsupportive thinking and or the stinking thinking that 
points out what's wrong in the world rather than what's okay. And when you when you harness that power, uh, you will show up as yourself. I promise you. Um, and everybody displays this power differently. So it's not like you have to walk around pounding your chest. Please don't do that. Um, the power may be that you coordinate a fundraiser. The power may be that you get focused and you grow the most amazing garden that you've ever experienced. Um, the power may be that you decide to travel cross country in a van. It, it doesn't matter what that personal empowerment means. You take music lessons or you decide to put into place a business plan you had when you were seven but felt like it wouldn't be supported whatever it means to you it, that is going to go out as a ripple effect it's going to not only have you know exactly where you are at all times it's going to it's it's going to shine on the rest of the world and if we're all doing that imagine healthy empowerment imagine being with those that are able to acknowledge that they have innate intelligence innate greatness and stuff that they're working on and are able to hear and see and reflect that back to others as much as they want in themselves imagine being in that space that's what I imagine um, and it also tends to turn down the victimization that is running rampant right now. We've had a, a rough couple of years. I'm not I'm minimizing that. I'm just saying we better pull some stuff together here and start to acknowledge that what we want is okay. What And as a card-carrying adult, you got to get yourself there. You can surround yourself with loved ones. They do not have to be family. Um, if, if you find that in recognizing your own self and who you are and how you are in the world, that the family does not resonate or certain members of the family doesn't resonate, please give yourself permission to attract that soul family to you because it's imperative that we have heart connections to whatever level that works for you. And it's important that they jive with us uh, because otherwise you're going to be swimming upstream and it's just that much more difficult. And if, especially if it's someone in your circle who tends to feed your inner critic um, and tends to want to keep you in your place or small or how they've seen you before, it may be time to say, I, I respectfully bid you adieu. Um, we, we can be childlike, but we don't have to be childish. And it's not necessary to remain in that low victim because um, they said so place. Uh, if you are feeling the pull to explore who you are, and to know who you really are. That is your soul tapping on, on your shoulder saying, hello, amazing being. Would you like to collaborate? Would you like to work together? Um, because we're the only two of us in the world and soul and self, by the way. Um, and I kind of need your permission to, to drive this thing. So it's fine if the words are, I want to find myself. 
And it's equally as important to see who you are right there in that moment and then decide if that's cool or you want to grow. Um, you know, being open to who you are, loving towards yourself, showing care, concern for others, generosity, all of this will come from feeling sure within yourself and knowing that your own personal GPS coordinates, <laughs> wherever you are, there you are, um, is something to celebrate and to value and to attract that support system to you that believes in you and will remind you if it starts to slide a little bit. So this episode has a lot of um, challenging and I hope inspirational content to it because we can't sugarcoat these processes and I feel like it's important for it to be acknowledged that sometimes we go through stuff and at times in our life it's a little bit more difficult and at the same time we can still hold the belief in ourselves and the knowledge that I've got this I am an adult and I know there are times where we don't feel like adults or we're a little surprised to find ourselves in that adult model um, but that's one of the blessings that's one of the gifts of being and having the ability to act autonomously and authentically within ourselves. Uh, so, you didn't lose you. You're right there. Take a moment, look at your hands, then place those hands over your heart, feel that connection, and say welcome home. Very good. And I will see you in the next episode. If this is something you feel would be beneficial to you, feel free to pop on over to the website, vickybaird.com, V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com, or at Coach Vicki Baird on all the social platforms.